Broadcasting at the speed of sound. WebmasterRadio.fm. A flamethrower. WebmasterRadio.fm. We're everywhere. Welcome to the alternative. Radiant questions virtual reality. Sponsored by ISEDN.org. Is there life beyond the big four search engines? Are webmasters spending more than they need to? Or leaving money on the table? What opportunities exist on the margins? Spend the next hour exploring paid and free alternatives to the major search engines. Now, step into the alternative with your host, Jim Hedler. Welcome to the alternative for like January 25th, 2007. We're sponsored by the ISEDN.org. And uh, we're running a little bit late. We got a jam-packed show today. Um, so Dave and I are just going to like roll right on into the into the news and our views. Dave, what's happening, man? Not much. How are you? I'm uh, tired. I'm just back from the affiliate summit in Vegas. How was that? That was, a, that was a huge. You know, you know how these things like inspire you after you come back and you just feel like moving at 100 miles an hour, but you're exhausted, so your body's moving at five <laughs> miles an hour. <laughs> yep. Yeah, that's where I'm at now. You're there. All right. Well, let's blaze through this news here. Uh, page rank update. That's yeah, new. what's that all about? Um, what uh, what I've seen on, on this one, causing, uh, I'm sure, a few headaches for a few SEOs, getting some, some calls from their clients, but uh, this update seems to actually return uh, PageRank to uh, closer to what it should be, <laughs> uh, is, is what I've seen, pretty much across the board. There's some increase, some loss, just like every update, uh, but that uh, the update, the PageRank update before, uh, before this one was a uh, little optimistic in a lot of cases, I think, for, uh, for a lot of people. I saw a lot of jumps from like, 3 to 5 and 4 to 6. Um, and while I'm certainly always happy to see jumps like that, I don't really like it when I can't actually justify in my head why that would be happening. <laughs> um, okay, and, so, so what you see now is kind of like sort of a general market uh, reevaluation, or it's, uh, you know, just sort of the market thick writing itself. Exactly. Things are where they should be right now, and that's, uh, you know, at least helps reinforce that my understanding of the world is <laughs> is correct rather than uh, rather than these jumps to artificially inflated numbers or numbers that were higher than, than I thought they should be. So, um, so well, that's good. Speak, speaking of things that put your mind back to uh, thinking about the way things should be, the, the world as it should be operating... Mm-hmm. I'm looking at a report in the BBC today um, written by Tim Weber. He's the business editor of the BBC News website. The headline is, Criminals May Overwhelm the Web. And um, at the World Economic Forum in, in Davos, there was a, a panel talking about the, the web and, and uh, the, internet, uh, the internet environment and stuff. And um, Vince Cerf, one of, the, one of the guys who's a father of the net, one of the guys who, who invented the TCIP protocol, um, or TCP/IP protocol. Um, he's now an evangelist for Google. He's quoted saying that of the 600 million computers currently on the net, between 100 and 150 million are infected with botnets. Mm-hmm. He's uh, calling the spread of it a, a pandemic. Um, I think it's amazing that that Google is is Vint Cerf is saying this out loud and recognizing and making an issue of it. You know, I, I, I find that interesting as well. Um, but at the same time, if we consider, if we reflect back to our, our year-end show, um, you know, back, I think it was on the 28th of December, um, one, of my, one of my predictions that Google's going to put out a computer, a dummy terminal system, uh, even mentioned that they had started to do some stuff with some, some manufacturers, including Dell, 
And here we have in that same article, uh, Mr. Dell saying the future might bring disposable virtual PCs. So here we have Google now saying that, that this is a huge problem. Dell, one of the people that Google's been kind of doing a, a few things with, uh, saying we may need to go to, to disposable virtual PCs, um, access through the Internet. Uh, I, I think it's almost predictable. And, and, I mean, it's spot on, not to say that this isn't a problem or that this is just some sort of marketing move on their part. They're basically clearly indicating why this is a necessary, uh, a necessary step, but I think this, this certainly brings to light um, that, yeah, that is the direction it is going to go in, and, and hopefully by, uh, by 2007 so that my prediction can be right. Well, I don't know about disposable PC. I like my PC. Um, I don't want to dispose of it. But you know something I do want to get rid of? I'm a smoker, and I want to stop smoking. And uh, Chris Boggs from Avenue A and Razorfish in, uh, in, in, in his blog, search, market, search Marketing Thoughts, he's issued a challenge to people in the search marketing industry to quit smoking. Um, I'm kind of figuring the start date is the end of this month. And I think the challenge is to be, like, totally free of smoking, uh, at least smoking cigarettes, um, by SES New York in, in uh, early April. That's an interesting challenge. It totally, totally. Well, you know, you can hear how he's doing. Um, he's the co-host of The Pulse. Um, that's Tuesdays, 5 p.m. Um, on webmasterradio.fm. And, uh, you know, check out his blog. Um, anyone out there in the SEM industry, it's, you know, it's as good a time as any is to quit, and a whole bunch of us are doing it now. So, you know, we'll all be kind of jittery at the next conference. <laughs> um <laughs> Speaking of jittery, we're running out of time for this for the news segment. In fact, we've kind of run out of time. We're going to have to go to break in a second. Um, stick around, folks. We have uh, two great guests coming up. Um, first one's going to be uh, Amy. I hope I get the last name correctly. Amy Bohatinsky. She's the director of corporate communications from Zillow.com, a real estate search engine that's been likened to the Kelly Blue Book for uh, for for home sellers. And we also have um, Jerry Bader from Mr. P. Um, now I'm going to get his domain name wrong because I'm not looking at the right page. Um, we have Jerry Bader on video advertising, uh, video content creation, and video distribution. But we have to go to a commercial break for a couple minutes. We'll be back on The Alternative on webmasterradio.fm after these messages. The Alternative on webmasterradio.fm. We'll be back after this short commercial break. Over 4,000 clients around the world are utilizing effective content-based solutions from InfoSearch Media with the expertise of over 200 professional copywriters to work for you. Studies show that the number one factor visitors consider before making a purchase online is trust. And nothing creates more trust and loyalty than well-written, informative content. High-quality content also generates free search engine traffic. Content is definitely king. Visit InfoSearch searchmedia.com today. Google AdSense. How do I earn from thee? Let me count the ways. Google, you enable me to show targeted ads complementing my site so my visitors keep clicking throughout the day and night. It was so easy to apply and select the ad formats I liked. Since I've discovered AdSense, I've been filled with delight. So earn more with matching ads, and you too can discover how. Just visit google.com slash AdSense now. 
Are your ads managing you? Tired of click fraud and little or no ROI on your pay-per-click search ads? Take control. Reduce your costs and gain valuable traffic with effective flat fee featured listings on over 245 search engines and web directories from the ISEDN.org, the independent search engine and directory network. Now free yourself from click fraud, bidding and hassles with low-cost top 10 exposure for less than $4 a month from ISEDN. So visit ISEDN.org today. Today and discover how easy it is maximizing your company's online revenue stream with affordable search engine and directory flat fee ads from the ISEDN.org. Jump into the inner circle every Thursday with That's a Wrap! I'm sitting here surfing beertown.org <laughs> and I'm looking at the article that says beer is food and I've been making that argument forever. You really want to appreciate the flavor and diversity of all these microbrewed craft beers that America's 1300 craft breweries are making. You've got to serve it not at warm temperatures as we know here in the United States. 45 to 50 degrees is what the British say is warm, but have you ever t- tried taking a bath in 45 to 50 degree bath water? Right. The, uh, more than one thing will turn blue, I'll tell you. <laughs> That's a wrap! Thursdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, followed by Rainmaker, only on Webmaster Radio. Get hooked, wrapped, and dished. All week long on WebmasterRadio.fm. Your destination for education and entertainment. WebmasterRadio.fm. We're everywhere. And now, transport back into the alternative on WebmasterRadio.fm. Here's your host, Jim Hedger. We're back on the alternative on WebmasterRadio.fm. Um, I'm Jim Hedger. I'm joined by my co-host, Dave Davies. And we're joined by Amy Bohatinsky. Um, she's the Director of Corporate Communications from Zillow.com. Hey, Amy, how's it going? I'm, it's going well. How are you? I'm, it's going well for me. I hope I got your last name right. I'm famous for messing up people's last names. Oh, this is a terrible last name, it, it, so you can pronounce it any way you like. Well, if I was trying to do it correctly, how might I try it? Uh, Botinsky, so you're very close. Okay. Well, Amy, you work for uh, Zillow.com. A, uh, you're the director of corporate communications there, and Zillow.com was named to the Time magazine 50 coolest websites. So how does that feel to be communicating from one of the coolest websites in America? <laughs> well, it feels great. I mean, we certainly thought it was cool. It's nice to obviously get some reinforcement on that from from other people. But, uh, no, it, it feels pretty good, especially since, you know, Zillow's been around not quite a year yet. So it's been a pretty whirlwind year for all of us. Well, you've grown quite a bit in a year. Is it um, six, seven months and you've hired uh, 100 employees? Um, you have data on just under 70 million homes in the United States. Um, are you thinking of expanding internationally at any time? Um, at this point, our focus is on the United States. We launched as a beta site in February of '06 um, with the idea to uh, create a web page for every home in America, and on that to layer all sorts of data that people might not be able to find easily, like public data um, on bedrooms and bathrooms and square footage, uh, prior transactions on those homes, but also to put a zestimate, which is our word for estimated value of all those homes, on there. Um, and then we also recently started allowing people to tell us if their home is for sale or if there's a certain psychological price, we call it a make-me-move, that would make them move. So all of this really interesting data we layered on top of these homes. 
We've got about 70 million of them in our database right now, um, and that's out of, it's about 90 million homes, single-family homes that exist in the U.S. So we've got most of them, but we've definitely still got a lot of work to do here within the U.S. to fill out areas where we don't have data on the homes or in areas where we do to add more data and make it more useful. How are, the, how are those estimates, how are they calculated? Uh, it's it's a pretty sophisticated algorithm we have, and we have a team of statisticians that's constantly tweaking and working on this. But basically, we look at all of the data we know about a particular home. Most of that coming from public records, but uh, we're starting to get it from homeowners themselves, too. And this is data like... Uh, bedrooms, bathrooms, square footage, tax assessments, when the home is sold before and how much. Um, And then we look at all of that data and we compare it to similar homes in the immediate area. And we say, based on that, about what is this home worth today? We look at market trends. We look at all sorts of of data for that area. We update it in our system once a day. Um, I believe our system performs at something like... 80 million, trans- 80 million calculations a night to look at this, over two terabytes of data. Uh, we, we look at all of this, and then we update it on the site once a week with an updated estimate, estimated value for these millions of homes across the U.S. Um, so it, it's a pretty monstrous task, um, and uh, you know that's one of the reasons we have as many employees as we do because there's so much that goes into that. So what if a homeowner or a home seller thinks that you've got the estimate wrong? Well, that, one thing we recently, wrong? yeah, one thing we recently added uh, in September was the ability for homeowners to come on to Zillow, claim their homes, and add any information that we might not know about that home that's not in public records. So, for example, let's say you did a kitchen remodel two years ago and sunk forty forty thousand dollars into that. You can come on to Zillow, you can add that in, and we will calculate down to your city and say, okay, a new kitchen in San Francisco uh, after two years of depreciation is worth about $39,000 under the value of this home or whatever. And we'll actually let you recalculate and post that. So now when you come to Zillow, you'll see Zillow's facts and this estimate, and then you'll see owner's facts and owner's estimate. So for people looking at homes, whether it's uh, to buy homes or whether it's just to get a sense of home values in an area, it's another layer of information that can help them have more research and become smarter about this. Hey, do you uh, do you give homeowners the the option to opt out of the system? Well, what we're we're based on is actually public data, and public data about all homes that exist is is public and has been for some time. So since we're taking that from the public records, um, there there's not an option to opt out of public records, but we're we're posting what we're able to obtain from the various counties. Okay. Um, you also post a Zindex, an average index or a median index of home values in almost any community. How often is that updated? Um, that is updated weekly along with our estimates as well. And by the way, can you tell we like the letter Z? Um, what, what this index is, it's uh, the, the aggregate or the median value of all the homes in a particular area. And it's a way to look and say, this is what home values are doing in this area. So, for example, you can break down this index all the way down to the zip code. You can compare it against others. You can compare it against the city or the state, 
and say and really get a, a good sense, especially going back over five or ten years, what's happened to home values in my area, and how is my particular home appreciated in relation to the homes around me. And the Zindex is the median of all those homes in the area. Um, so, for example, and I'm just throwing this off the top of my head, it, it may not be the right number, but the, the Zindex of all homes in Seattle uh, is would be something like $432,000 over the past year, and that's the median of all homes in the area. Okay. There's a, there's a number of other, like, really cool features to, to Zillow.com, just to the website itself. I'm looking at the map feature and the heat map right now. Yeah, the, the heat map is, is something that's really fun and allows you, if you're looking at a particular city, to basically get a sense of where are the more affordable or most expensive places to live. And what we've done is we've looked at all of these millions of estimates, so the individual homes, or the, 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 and looked at the median home values, and we've put uh, the estimate per square foot, we've charted it over the map that says these are the most expensive areas per square foot, and they're hotter, they're red, and it goes through all shades, you know, down to blue. And you can really get a sense of which areas then are more expensive um, by value per square foot. Um, you know, looking at, say, a city like Seattle, you'll see that close to the water um, on Lake Washington and areas like that, you're going to see it glowing a lot more uh, red versus more further inland, and you can, you can get a sense that way. We've mapped out um, everywhere we cover across the U.S., so you can actually, you know, pull up, let's say, Manhattan and Kansas City and compare side by side, wow, what a difference it is to, to buy real estate in these two cities. Or you can scroll up and down the east coast of the U.S. and see um, which states or cities or areas are actually more affordable to live. So we have added some cool tools like that that just um, help you get a better sense of, of home values in real estate, which is kind of what Zillow is all about, is a lot of free information that we're putting out on the web for people to play with to help them research and become smarter about real estate. Well, there's a number of ways that uh, Zillow can be used by homeowners and by uh, home sellers. Um, I think there's a number of ways that webmasters and uh, uh, independent independent webmasters can work with Zillow. Um, we have to go to break for a few minutes. I'd like to come back, and Amy, if you have a few more minutes, um, talk about the way that the webmasters can work with Zillow. Sure, I'd love to. Okay, we'll be back in a few minutes on The Alternative here on webmasterradio.fm. WebmasterRadio.fm. We'll be back after this short commercial break. A rose by any other name would still be the same. Move over, Shakespeare. You need to differentiate yourself from your competition. Do it by aligning yourself with a company who has earned the trust of Jupiter Media, the NHL, and Lionsgate Films, among others. Moniker.com is the most secure ICANN-accredited register on the planet, offering you domain registration, hosting, domain sales, and acquisition services. Wrap that up with 24-7 support. That's your winning combination. M-O-N-I-K-E-R. Com. More than a name. For the last decade, millions of visitors seeking top ranking have visited their site. When it comes to the internet marketing expertise, one name clearly stands above the rest. Bruce Clay Incorporated. With a flexible, time-tested, and spam-free process to SEO and PPC, Bruce Clay has become the number one choice for companies of all kinds seeking to improve their search engine ranking, utilize their latest tools, training, consulting, and services. Let Bruce Clay create a tailored solution to meet your internet marketing needs today. Bruce Clay Incorporated. 
Marketing payouts lacking green, leaving you seeing red? Get your business in the black with NeverBlueAds.com. Sign up with NeverBlueAds.com today and earn an additional $200 for the first $200 generated. Get ready to flash those pearly whites with unique campaigns, real-time stats, great personal service, and high payouts on time every month from NeverBlueAds.com. Results for advertisers, income for affiliates, everybody wins with a better marketing experience from NeverBlueAds.com. It's SC Guru's Rainmaker. I'll tell you that. For those of you who can't see what's sitting across from me. <laughs> what? Spaghetti strap thing on. And his beautiful co-host, Brandy. It's all about the body size. <laughs> Rainmaker. Thursdays at 7 p.m. Eastern. Only on Webmaster Radio. Testing at the speed of sound. WebmasterRadio.fm, the flamethrower. WebmasterRadio.fm, we're everywhere. And now, transport back into the alternative on WebmasterRadio.fm. Here's your host, Jim Hedger. Welcome back to the alternative on WebmasterRadio.fm. I'm Jim Hedger, and I can attest, WebmasterRadio.fm truly is everywhere. I just spent the last week in Las Vegas at the Affiliate Summit, and Webmaster Radio was doing floor coverage, getting interviews, and interviewing, uh, recording keynote speakers, and again, everyone's just exhausting themselves trying to bring the best of these uh, conferences and, and summits to you. And, and Amy, while I was down at the Affiliate Summit, I um, met a number of people who are amazing communicators, amazing search marketers, um, and amazing affiliate marketers. How could some of these folks work with Zillow.com? Um, well, one of the things that we that Zillow implemented, um, or what that Zillow has, is an open API where any website can take Zillow's data and put it on their website for free. And we've had a couple hundred sites do this already, the largest of which is, is actually Yahoo Real Estate. Um, but they can take Zillow's Home Valuation API, for example, which you can find out, uh, have a, a box on your site that says find out, find your home value, and it'll show you Zestimates home valuations and charts over the past five or ten years, comparable homes, recent sales, and market trend charts, and you can have all of that on your site for free. Um, and then we also have the Property Details API, which goes down to the property level, and you can say for a specific home, here's the number of bedrooms, bathrooms, square footage, etc. cetera. Um, but we've had a number of different types of websites do this, um, from you know real estate brokerage sites um, to, to mortgage sites to all sorts of things. So any website can do this and put it on their own. Um, when it and comes right down to it. We do for free. When it comes right down to it, it's all about the distribution of, of ad listings or you know, getting your clients' words and messages out there. How, um, how wide is the distribution of listings from Zillow.com? Well, I mean, the site, so people who are coming directly to Zillow every month, you know, there's there's three to four million unique users a month, people who come every month. As far as the, the number of sites who are implementing the API and putting Zillow's data, um, it's a couple hundred right now. This is something we started doing um, in the fall, and we've had a pretty good response um, of people implementing it and putting it on their site. But, you know, it is free, and any site can come do it. You just come to Zillow, and at the bottom of the page, you click on API Network, and you learn more about it, and you can set it up. Well, there's quite a bit of data, um, quite a bit of, like, very good, solid information that, that people can use to, to add content to their sites. 
Um, another thing that Zillow, that Zillow has, which might be of uh, great advantage to people who are getting into the real estate market or just learning about the real estate market, is the real estate wiki. Yeah, that's something um, that's been pretty fascinating. We just launched that in December, and uh, it, it sort of evolved. I mean, one thing we we thought about where we came up with the idea for this probably six or nine months ago is we said, you know, we got to have a content portion of the site with all of this information about buying and selling because it's such a complicated process, and, you know, we're trying to educate people. So we had this team of, of editors and people from within the real estate industry who were writing all of these pages and all of these this information about mortgages and financing and buying and selling, et cetera. But we said, you know, what if we put it out there and we just open it up? Because clearly kind of the collective intelligence of hundreds of thousands of people can probably add a whole lot more than um, our couple of real estate writers internally. So let's plant the seeds and then let's open it up and see what people do with it. Um, so we did that. We launched on the site what's called the Real Estate Wiki in December with uh, articles on about 250 different real estate-related topics, but we had it open where anyone can add to it or edit or create new pages. Um, and we've had, since we launched that, a couple hundred new pages created, um, all sorts of, of articles edited, and it's really become this very interesting and, and deep source of information that um, lots of people are contributing to, whether it's real estate agents or just um, a homeowner who recently bought or sold a home that wants to share something they learned, um, and it's a pretty you know rich and deep source of information that, that, that's been really fun to do. So you're sort of building a community around, um, around the site. Yeah, definitely. You know, if you just think offline for a moment, um, you know, for decades, people love to talk about real estate, and they love to talk about their own homes. And if if you go to um, a neighborhood barbecue or cocktail party, inevitably the conversation turns to real estate and homes, and did you see that house down the street is for sale, and what do you think they'll get for it, and what do you think this means for our home, and hey, we're thinking about remodeling or refinishing the basement. It's just a, a topic of conversation people love to talk about. And one thing we're trying to do um, by opening up the Zillow site with the wiki and and user content on homes is take those offline conversations and try to bring them online and have a place where people um, can can share and read about homes and become smarter about real estate and make it free um, and, and make it be something that people are interested in, in coming to and contributing to. So that's what we're building towards. I mean, we, we just launched the site 11 months ago. There's a number of things we've put on here, but there's there's much more to come in that vein. Well, you're almost a year old, and you, you say there's a, a lot more to come. Do you still feel like a startup? Um, yeah, you know, we do, but I would say kind of a, a more advanced startup. We're definitely more like a startup in the pace we all work, in that we have hundreds of ideas, and we want to get them all out there. And, um, you know, we're working really hard in a lot of hours to get them there, and, and the enthusiasm and the pace is definitely like a startup. Um one thing that I think is, is refreshing and nice is that most of the people at Zillow, it's kind of like startup 2.0 in that um, a lot of us have done it before. Um, I, Rich Barton and Lloyd Frink, who founded Zillow, uh, Rich founded Expedia. 11 years ago, and Lloyd was one of the first members of his team. And, you know, we have people at Zillow who've worked at Amazon and Expedia and Hotwire um, and a number of startups before 
So you kind of learn that first time around what works and what doesn't, um, particularly organization-wise and, and setting up a company. So, so from an organizational standpoint, we feel a little older than a startup or a little more seasoned, I'd say. But from an um, experience and enthusiasm startup, uh, standpoint, there's definitely that, that startup energy, which is always pretty fun. Okay. Um, my co-host has a question he'd like to ask. Sure. Hi. How's it going? It's um, going great. You had mentioned the the hundreds of ideas that you know you get as a, a advanced startup that you're you're still treating this in that in that manner. Can you give us a little glimpse at some of the things that we could expect to see here? I know I was chatting with a, with another colleague of mine, and his wife's a real estate agent and uses this all the time. Um, can you tell us what's coming up? Sure. Um, well, I, I I think I I. I talked a bit about um, the opening up of Zillow and opening it up to um, information that resides inside people's heads. And that's an area where we really want to explore and add to in that we started out saying uh, aggregating public data and then adding on to it data from us at Zillow, which is our Zestimates and the things we have calculated. Then we opened it up and said, homeowners, tell us about your homes and your remodels and what you've done. And then we opened it up again and said, tell us about your homes that are for sale or if you have a make-me-move price. We want to continue along that vein and say that Zillow is the place for all sorts of information about real estate and about homes, whether it's uh, from public data, whether it's from individuals, whether it's from homeowners, um, or whether it's from Zillow. We want to keep on adding these layers of data onto these web pages for every home in America. So you can probably you can expect us to be putting um, some more aspects like that of, of user-contributed content to the site. Um, but just as far as the vein where we will continue to do this, um, we're all about putting information out there for free for consumers. And we're supporting that by selling ads on the site. And, and we're, we like an ad-supported model, and we're pretty intent on being a media company where our information is free for people to find and go through and spend as much time as they want, and our ads are, are on the side and clearly labeled as ads. We're not interested in the transaction, meaning we're not interested in being a real estate uh, agent or broker where we actually are a part of the sale. And that's something that's a little different from those of us who came from, say, an Expedia or an Amazon that's actually an e-commerce company involved in the transaction. We're not trying to do that, but insofar that we can remain a media company, make our money off ads, and keep putting out a lot of free information to support the research side of real estate, you'll, you'll see us in the future just adding on more and more layers of data and information like that. That's excellent. Now, how do you get over it? Because I, I like the ability for, for users to get in there. Now, something I think virtually every webmaster can, can sympathize with um, is to do that, you, of course, have to get them there. Now, do you have any strategies for getting, say, my grandmother or, you know, my, my dad uh, in there and editing his information or adding new information? Is there any way sort of offline and, and away from the obvious um, that you might have of getting them in there and getting uh, the information from them and getting them to edit their own houses and these sorts of things? Well, one of the most interesting things, actually, uh, we found in the last year since launching Zillow is is how quickly word actually spread and the the gamut it ran of the types of people who are using Zillow, meaning usually when you launch a new web company, you've got, you know, a couple years of, of these early adopters along the coast, um, pretty, you know, tech-savvy people who are using Zillow. Um, 
first of all, when we launched that first month, we shot up to um, a couple million visitors a month, and that number has kept growing and has stayed pretty high of, of we're getting between three and four million people a month. But as far as who they are, um, it's it's most own a home. It's 86% own a home, and a little more than half, 54%, say they plan to buy or sell in the next two years. So, and they, and they run across the gamut as far as it's not necessarily super tech-savvy people. In fact, we've heard a lot of anecdotal stories literally about people's grandmothers who are on the site. Um, and I think part of that is the topic of real estate, that, that most everyone has a story to tell or information to be learned about real estate. Um, but I think another part of that is that it's pretty simple and intuitive. And you literally come to the site and you enter an address or you enter a city or a neighborhood and you just go from there. Um, now, certainly, we want to grow it past three or four million visitors a month, um, and you know we'll be thinking about ways to do that. But so far, we've been pretty pleased that we haven't had to spend any money to market this thing. That that it's been a lot of word of mouth and a lot of organic buzz of people trying it, liking it, and telling other people about it um, to to spread the word. And it's gotten us where we are so far. Um, so we're hoping it's going to get us you know, further in the near future. Now, can we expect to see any TV advertising? Can we expect to see bus or newspaper advertising from Zillow in the future? Not right now. Um, you know, like I said, it, we got where we are not spending anything. So at this point, it's kind of like, um, you know, why why would we invest that amount of money um, in that if we've gotten as far as we, we are? And, in fact, one of the executive decisions from the beginning from our founders was, you know, we got a good amount of funding, um, but let's take that and let's invest it in the people and the product. So let's hire the, the smartest developers and engineers we can and and really build something cool and different, and let's invest in the product. And if the product's really good, it should be able to market itself, and the, the word of it should spread pretty organically. And let's take any of that money we would spend on advertising and let's put it all into the product and see what happens. So that's worked pretty well, and we're hoping it's going to work well in the future. So at this point, we're not planning to spend anything um, on on advertising. How easy, if, how easy is it for uh, people, realtors, or people who uh, work sort of like ancillary to the, to the direct home selling industry to advertise with, with Zillow? Um, it's, it's pretty easy. At this point, um, what we, what we, the ad product we have is largely banner ads and largely um, uh, targeted towards brokerages or companies that maybe have a little more of an ad budget. But one thing we're rolling out in March is something we're calling Easy Ads, which is a way for individuals, let's say an individual agent or mortgage broker or someone with a smaller ad budget, to come in and create an ad in a self-service way um, for pretty affordable. Literally, it, it, they would be paying by the impression, and it would start at like $10. So they literally could come in and say, I want to buy X impressions for $10, and fill out a form and design their ad and put it up there, and be able to target down to the specific zip code where it shows up when people are searching. Um, so that's sort of the long tail of advertisers that we think um, is going to be very interesting for us, and we think you know over the long term would probably make up about 50% of our advertising base. Um, but we're just launching that in March, so we're really just starting to um, build out the ad product to where we want it to be. Where do you see Zillow in a year, two years, five years, into the future? 
Um, into the future, we see Zillow as still being a research support tool, so a place people go to learn anything and everything about real estate. Um, but over time, the amount of data and information we have on the site will just be more robust and more in-depth and more local. Um, and we'll have sources of information from all over the place um, so that Anytime you want to know anything about a home or a neighborhood or a city or anything real estate related um, that has to do with homes, you would come to Zillow to find it. Well, it's a, it's a, it's a great website. Um, it's got some really cool features. I, I'd like to have gotten into the mapping feature because I find that extremely interesting. But, Amy, I'm sorry. We were running out of time. Um, we have to go to break, and uh, we'll be back. But I want to thank you so much for, uh, for spending some time with us. Thank you for having me. Um, that was uh, Amy Batinsky from the Director of Corporate Communications from Zillow.com. We're going to be back with Jerry Bader, um, Senior Partner at MrPWebMedia.com. Um, this is Jim Hedger for the ISEDN.org on WebmasterRadio.fm. We'll be back in just a few minutes. The Alternative on WebmasterRadio.fm. We'll be back after this short commercial break. All-new version 6. Prepare to segment your visitors and build custom reports on the fly with the most comprehensive and intuitive web analytics programs on the planet. Dan Noyes, president of Zafolia.com, writes, ClickTracks is like a religion to us. We rarely consult our clients on site or campaign changes without first seeing what ClickTracks reveals. Sign up for your free trial today. Your only risk, you may end up in our next commercial. ClickTracks.com, turning your future into a Friend Finder. Friend Finder. The world's largest online dating network. Featuring over 100 million profiles at hot sites such as Passion.com and FastCupid.com. Represents enormous profit-making opportunities for webmasters just like you. With, with Friend Finder's ability to geo-target and provide billing solutions in most languages and currencies, you are sure to find our comprehensive network to be a good friend to your wallet. wallet. Get more traffic-maximizing details now at FriendFinder.com. Now, experience the future of web design and development with a whole new level of efficiency, expressiveness, and simplified workflow. Introducing Studio 8, a compilation of the latest releases from Dreamweaver, Flash Professional, Fireworks, Contribute, and Flash Paper. Sure to inspire you to create superior online video sites and mobile content. And now, through this exclusive WebmasterRadio.fm offer, listeners can save a whopping $100 off Studio 8. Visit the online store at Adobe.com. Or contact Adobe Customer Services and provide promo code Webmaster Radio in order to receive your discount. Studio 8, your way to create. Jump into the inner circle every Thursday with That's a Wrap! I'm sitting here surfing beertown.org. <laughs> <laughs> looking at the article that says beer is food, and I've been making that argument forever. You really want to appreciate the flavor and diversity of all these microbrewed craft beers that America's 1,300 craft breweries are making. You've got to serve it not at warm temperatures, as we know here in the United States. 45 to 50 degrees is what the British say is warm, but have you ever t tried taking a bath in 45 to 50 degree bath water? Right. The, uh, more than one thing will turn blue, I'll tell you. <laughs> That's a wrap! Thursdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, followed by Rainmaker, only on Webmaster Radio.
search engine is putting your servers into overdrive. It's webmasterradio.fm steering you into the winner's circle. Webmasterradio.fm. We're everywhere. And now, transport back into the alternative on webmasterradio.fm. Here's your host, Jim Hedger. Welcome back to the alternative on webmasterradio.fm. We're back in with Jerry Bader from mrpwebmedia.com, and um, hope I'm getting it right this time. Hey, Jerry, how's it going? Good. How are you, Jim? I'm great. Now, I know you'll be able to relate to this. I, uh, we're, we're from Canada, the land of, like, donut shops. So when I see <laughs> MRP Web Media, I think Mr. Donut. Uh, but, uh, Mr. P. Web Media. That's the first thing that jumps to mind. It's, uh, it's an affliction. Well, that's true. I mean, I've been accused of of, of that before, but uh, people get to know us, and they get it right eventually. So, well, I'm working on it. And it's funny because I'm working with you. I'm Jerry's also a contributor to the Site Pro blog, and is going to be a contributor to SitePronews.com as we move towards a, a daily format in the future. But let's talk about MRP and web media and um, and video online. Um, Jerry, how long have you been specializing in producing online video? Well, we've been uh, specializing in it for, I'd say, about the last uh, three or four years. Um, we've been doing websites for about, about a dozen years. Um, but I think as, as most of the website designers out there know, uh, it's very difficult today to um, get a decent price for designing a straight-up website with all of the competition, etc. So we thought, well, maybe there's a better way to do this. Maybe we can make more money, and maybe we can serve our clients better by doing something a little differently. So uh, we got into the uh, audio and video side of presenting our clients' uh, messages. Well, how is, it, how is it making the transition from producing HTML or, or PHP or um, you know, website format uh, uh, content to moving into multimedia content? How, how, for a small web design firm, how was that transition? Well, uh, if you're asking, like, you know, uh, was it difficult to, to get into, um, I happen to be um, very lucky. Uh, my two partners are my two sons, and uh, one of them happens to be a uh, filmmaker, film editor, videographer, as well as a graphic designer and web designer. The other one happens to be a uh, music composer and um, sound engineer um, and music producer. So we basically had all the skills required in-house, not to mention my 30 years' experience in marketing. Um, so we sat down and say, well, what are websites all about? And the answer we came up with was delivering the client's marketing message. And then we figured, what's the best way to do that? And we think the best way to do it is using audio and video. Now, it took, so it took the, the kind of web world a little while to catch up to us, I think, um, with bandwidth issues and one thing or another. But I think with uh, Google Video and YouTube and all the rest of it, um, it's happening. Well, clearly 2006 and 2007 are the years that, that video are making their breakthrough on the web. Um, how do you find other webmasters and, and um, just the web community in general is dealing with the explosion of, of audio and video? They're resisting it like the plague. Uh, I mean, people get married 
to a, a way of doing things and a technology, and they either don't have the uh, flexibility uh, to change or they don't have the uh, capability to change. Um, we find, I mean, if I go back, I remember Lotus 1, 2, 3. I don't know if you even remember that. Uh, but that was the spreadsheet that everybody accepted um, as the have-to-have spreadsheet back in the day. Of course, there was the Mac product um, that we all know today that everybody uses. Um, but back then, everybody was married to um, Lotus 1, 2, 3, and you could not get them to change to Excel. Uh, today, everybody uses Excel. So, I mean, uh, that's the way it goes. So we find that people who are, you know, kind of technology-oriented, people who are all about databases or programming languages uh, or the like, uh, find it very difficult um, to make the transition. That's not what we're about. What we're about is serving the client's needs. And from our point of view, websites are marketing vehicles um, that the main purpose is to deliver the marketing message and to have the audience remember. And that's what we try to do. Well, how about again, um, I'm just looking for uh, your reaction to uh, MySpace, YouTube, um, you know, various, various ways of distributing video that just seem to be opening, opening way wide on the web. Well, I mean, that's true. I mean, you, you have things like... Um, MySpace and YouTube um, that are basically amateurish um, environments. That being said, uh, the corporate world recognizes the kind of volume of traffic uh, and the customer base that is kind of um, situated there. And so they are also using things like YouTube and um, MySpace to actually, you know, sometimes to test their videos, sometimes to actually start campaigns, etc. Ourselves, our last campaign, um, we not only uh, created a web page for the campaign that housed all the videos, but we also put them up on YouTube, we put them up on Yahoo, um, we put them up on uh, a number of other video sites, Reaver and a, a few others, as well as creating uh, Google video ads. So, I mean... Today, I think when you think in terms of um, a marketing campaign or a web media campaign, uh, you have to look at all those options. Do you uh, produce uh, commercials, uh, web commercials, uh, small 15 to 30 second spots for uh, for video injection or for injection to, uh, into video? Well, yes, we, we actually do. And, and in fact, that's what we try. Uh, to push our clients into. Some are more receptive to it than, than others. I mean, a lot of people are familiar, of course, with the kind of standard corporate talking head. Um, that is not a very effective way to kind of um, stay in your client's memory. Uh, so, yes, what we like to do is focus on these small 30 to 90 second, um, basically, commercials that tell a story. And uh, hopefully that story is the client's story and, and that it will be remembered by uh, the people watching it. Now, I'm, I'm assuming that other webmasters are thinking about moving into video or you know, moving into facilitating multimedia for their clients. And we're all about you know, spreading the love and helping people around here. 
what do they need to get into it? You know, if, if, if you're a newbie starting out or you're an experienced webmaster, but you want to move into the video area, you're new to that, what are the base things that you need? Okay. Um, to begin with, you need the equipment, I, if that's the question that you're asking. Uh, you also need the ability to use the equipment. Um, and then you need the talent to be able to use that equipment effectively. Um, on top of that, if you're asking me, and I may be uh, kind of a, a lone person standing in the woods, but I think you also need to understand human behavior, cognitive psychology, how memory works, and the importance of language. Uh, these are all things that you require in order to make a compelling, memorable uh, video. In terms of um, what's needed in an actual project, uh, obviously you, there basically are four stages, pre-production, production, post-production, post and implementation. For uh, pre-production, uh, obviously you have to have a concept um, that the client understands and uh, that basically delivers the marketing message. Then you need to be able to write a script that basically delivers that concept. Uh, then you have to cast, if you're having on-screen actors, you have to be able to cast appropriate actors, uh, find them, find them at the right price. Uh, if you're using voiceover, um, you have to cast uh, for the voiceover, is it a male, is it a female, is it a kind of um, very kind of uh, sports-oriented voice, is it a female voice, a friendly voice, all those kinds of things. You have to audition the talent. Uh, you have to figure out what kind of sets, props, wardrobe is required. Those are all the things involved with pre-production. In terms of production, obviously you have to have some kind of studio or location, and if it's on location, you need to scout that location. Um, if it's done in studio, are you using a green screen, are you using a white room? Uh, obviously you have to have proper lighting equipment, and you have to know how to use it. For example, if you're using green screen uh, you have to know how to light the green screen as well as how to light the subject so that um, in post you'll be able to uh, you know, show it effectively. You have to have proper camera, uh, mics, audio equipment, and of course you need a crew that knows how to use all this stuff. In the post, um, you need obviously editing software, things like Final Cut, Avid, Premiere, um, special effects software uh, like After Effects, uh, CG titling and graphic software, um, as well as know how to use certain uh, audio uh, software like Pro Tools, uh, etc., because you might have to um, add uh, additional sound effects or audio afterwards. You may have to adjust uh, the audio that you shot in studio or on location. Uh, you also, um, if you want this thing to be effective, uh, you want to add some kind of music score, and so we're lucky that one of my sons is, is a composer, uh, so we're able to score our videos with original music. Uh, oh, absolutely. That must, that must keep costs down uh, in a big way. So from, from listening to you, the entry costs um, are, are rather high, as are the talent costs. You well, need to know what you're doing. You need to have the skill sets, and obviously a number of things need to be covered. Um, I'm going to try to rush through. I have a number of a dozen more questions for you, and I'm, we're kind of running out of time, so I'm going to try to rush through here. Um, what's some of the equipment, like your, your server? What kind of bandwidth are you looking at when you're, when you're, when you're transmitting video? Well, um, you know, we don't 
obviously we don't put it on our own server. We put it on our client's, um, you know, server. Um, but the original footage gets turned into um, MOV files, which are very large. Um, but generally, um, they have to be compressed, and that was kind of the next thing I was going to talk to um, you about was uh, you have to know about codecs as well. Uh, because depending on where you're using your video, you want to compress it so that it, it you know, doesn't have uh, an uncomfortable load time. So if you're using it on a DVD, that's one thing. If you're using it on a web, it's another. Um, generally, what we do is we use Flash. We turn uh, the videos into SWF files. Um, it's universal for all intents and purposes, um, and uh, we can compress. Uh, huge files uh, down to relatively, you know, uh, manageable files using a product called Squeeze, uh, which works extremely well. Okay. If you had advice to, um, again, younger people wanting to enter enter this uh, this sector, because obviously there's going to be explosive growth in this sector in the coming years. Mm-hmm. What's what's the number one, two, and three pieces of advice you'd offer? Well, I think probably the the easiest thing for people who want to get involved in this to do is to basically learn the technical side of it. Uh, there's lots of kids, even in high school, who you know know how to handle a uh, video camera or even audio equipment for that matter. What people don't recognize, and I think what people uh, in our industry have to learn, is that these things are being listened to, and seen by human beings. And I think that, um, I think instead of reading uh, another manual on uh, search engine optimization or on um, the latest kind of um, new technology, they should start reading about psychology, how the mind works, how memory works. If you're going to produce a a video, it's useless if nobody remembers it. and there's a lot of stuff out there that I try to write about, um, about memory and what makes people remember things. In fact, I'm putting together a little um, demo that hopefully we'll have up on uh, uh, Site Pro News uh, that basically shows a video with no sound, no voiceover, um, the same video with a voiceover, and then a third video that has voiceover and music. And when you watch the three presentations, it's dramatic. It is such a dramatic difference, and it makes such a huge difference in the kind of psychological uh, acceptance of the message that you're delivering. The music provides cues. The visuals provide cues and references. Um, To my mind, uh, if you want to get into this, the easiest thing to do is to learn how to use the equipment and the software. The hardest thing is to learn you know, about the human being. This may be the year advertisers, the, the major advertisers get it. Maybe maybe this year, maybe next year. I, I, I clearly see some of the larger corporations moving towards using video on their websites, so. Um, what's the, uh, you mentioned Flash, it's probably the best format for folks. Um, what uh, is the best distribution model out there? You, you want to get word out about your video. How do people do that? Well, um, I can tell you what we did. I mean, um, what you know, as you know, everybody talks about search engine optimization, and you know, um, we think 
a lot of websites end up getting corrupted in terms of delivery of the message, you know, because of the search engine optimization thing. There are lots of ways to get people to come uh, to your website. Uh, you can write articles, and there are literally uh, hundreds of uh, great article sites out there, no matter what business you're in, uh, that you can write articles about the things that you know um, that all have a little bio on them that people can um, then click and go to your website. Um, there are you know, very good uh, public um, um, newsletter um, companies out there that you can uh, post your, your newsletters on. I think one of the major things um, that people have to do is make sure that their websites have an area where um, you know people who come to your site can contact you, give you their email address, uh, and sign up for a, um, a newsletter that you can send out on a regular basis. And that's how you keep contact with these people. So whenever they're ready to buy whatever it is that you're selling, um, that um, your name will you know, be at hand. So there's lots of ways, including, you know, Google Ads um, and um, regular marketing vehicles um, that everybody uses and have used for many years. There's lots of ways to drive traffic uh, to your website. Okay, well, you know, and there's also, you know, just to learn about more about the video world, um, Jerry, you're also helping out at, at Site Pro News, uh, the blog.sitepronews.com. You've been um, adding a lot of content on, on video, your opinions on it, and your opinions on the web in general. Um, I'm afraid, again, I have a dozen more questions, but we're at the end of the hour. We've got to get going. We've got we to gotta move on and um, let the next show come up. Um, Jerry, thanks for spending the time here today. Um, it's, it's great writing with you at blog.sitepronews.com. Well, thank you for having me. It's uh, it's a pleasure, and I hope that you know I was able to give some insight to uh, what video is all about. Absolutely. We'll see you next week on the Alternative Friends. Um, this is Jim Hedger for the ICDN.org, um, WebmasterRadio.fm. Stay tuned. There's a great show coming up. <laughs>